Pelvic Posse, and welcome to the Empower Your Pelvis podcast. It's Amanda Fisher. I've helped thousands of people with pelvic floor issues, and it's totally my jam. Here, you can listen to expert interviews encompassing all things related to pelvic health. That's pee, poop, sex, and everything in between. You have a pelvic floor. Yes, you. We all do. And it's time to start talking about these issues that arise, but more importantly, how to improve them. I am so glad you are here to join us. Now let's head into this week's episode of the Empower Your Pelvis podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Empower Your Pelvis podcast. I am Amanda. I'm your host. I'm also the owner of a couple clinics in the area, Kansas City area called Empower Your Pelvis. This month, April, is my favorite month. I've had three C-sections, so you can guess this is C-section awareness month. I'm going to be doing a free webinar this month for all my C-section peeps out there who've had one C-section, who have had three plus C-sections. Doesn't matter how many of you had, but I want to touch base with you and make sure you have all the tools to get through your C-section recovery because it is longer than six weeks or eight weeks, okay? Any of my women who are coming up upon having a C-section, I want to make sure that you are on point and ready for about what's to go down, all right? So let's talk about what's about to go down to birth your cute little, your little cutie pie patootie, your cutie patootie, as my little honey buddy would say. There's a couple of things that happen. The first thing that has to happen is there's got to be a skin incision across that lower abdominal tissue, typically above the pubic bone. However, some of us do get a T type scar going up and down versus a horizontal. The next one is they're going to cut through this subcutaneous or the fat tissue. I know I asked my lady, like, if you could just liposuction this out for me, that would be fabulous. I'd greatly appreciate it. Just put it on my tab, but they don't. Then they're going to cut through the fascia and they're going to lift that off of the muscle. The muscle is not cut, y'all. The muscle is separated, separated, not cut. I think that's important to remember because a lot of times people are like, oh, they slice and diced my abdominal muscles. And that's why my tissue is just not waking up down here. And then they're going to go through the peritoneum. This is an organ that kind of encases the organs, holds them into place. They're going to lift them or bluntly separate them with scissors. And then they're going to get to the bladder. So the bladder, if you're watching on YouTube, the bladder sits in front of the uterus. And because of that, they're not going to cut the bladder out. You need that sucker. They're going to pull that baby down. And then they're going to do their incision in the uterus. Okay. They'll extend, cut into the uterus. They'll pop your bag of water. They'll have a birthday party and then deliver your placenta and then sew all that tissue back up. Now, adhesions vary person to person. I myself who have three C-sections is going to be different than if you yourself have had three cesareans as well. I had a lot of scar tissue and it took a lot of scar tissue to get into my next C-sections after my first and my second to birth my baby. So lots of restrictions that can happen as we just went through all these different layers of tissue, especially the way that that bladder comes back up. You know, we just moved it down. We shifted it during the surgery, major abdominal surgery, might I add. And then that bladder is going to shift back up in front of that uterus. So the scarring where that scar sits on that uterus can pull onto that bladder and or adhere to the bladder, creating 
tension or sensitivity within the bladder. Meaning if the bladder is going to fill up with fluid, that bladder might start to fill up, but then feel the restrictions, the scar tissue restrictions, the adhesions and be like, oh, I already feel like I'm not supposed to expand anymore. So I'm going to send you the signal. Yo, I got to go pee. All right. They're going to send you that got to go, got to go feeling. And that's going to start to feel uncomfortable. I had this after my first baby, y'all. And for some reason, it would not kick in till like 10 o'clock in the morning. And then it would be like, I had to pee every 30 to 45 minutes. It was almost like I was pregnant all over again until I had major abdominal bloating and discomfort. And that lasted for me like four months postpartum until I finally saw a pelvic floor physical therapist after my firstborn at around 10 months postpartum. And I was like, I need help. I can't figure out what's going on. Lo and behold, she helped do some myofascial release on me. Um, and it really helped create space for the organs in my abdominal tissue. And I decreased my lower abdominal discomfort. Now, I had to do a lot of work after that to keep that tension and pain from coming back because I had another C-section and then I had another C-section. And so I had lots of room for tissue to tense up and create lack of space. The other symptom that people might have on top of, I just talked about the bladder urgency and frequency and lower abdominal cramping. The cramping can also happen when stool is passing through, or it can also show up as a rectal spasm. And if that's happening, you need to talk to your provider and let them know that that's a sensation that you're having. You can also develop labial or clitoral sensitivity, meaning you're going to have zings or little lightning spasms down there when you're not wanting to have them. So imagine like me working on a patient and being like, like as little zingers, if you can think of like when you're being aroused down there or stimulated, these nerves that we talked about being cut, the nerves are cut as you're going through those different layers. The nerves have to grow back. And sometimes they can get caught in between. They can get caught in between tissue. And that tissue can create tension tightness that can create sensitivity that causes these zingers. So we really want to create space down there. It's so important because the ligament branches off of the uterus and then goes into um, the scar tissue can come off of the uterus and the branches that go to the round ligament and any of those nerves that even supply that area can get hypersensitive. So we want to make sure there is space for all of that tissue there. Those ligaments from the uterus also go and connect to the low back, to the sacrum area, the big triangle shaped bone back there. And that can restrict mobility of those organs, okay, and of that tissue. And it can start to pull on the low back, creating that low back pain, tenderness. So we want to create space back there as well. This can happen with stretches. I love laying on my belly. It stretches the front portion of my cesarean scar, but it also opens up the nerves in my back that supply that area. You can also do mobility work with cat-cow. I'm a huge fan of cat-cow. Cat-cow, child's pose, they all are really great for that low back. We can develop pain with sex. And you're like, how in the heck do you develop pain with sex when this is abdominal surgery and not a vaginal birth? It happens. Number one, those nerves still become sensitive. They supply that area. But then also your lower abdominal area has an intermix of where that pelvic floor comes up and connects. So we can get pelvic floor tension and have a cesarean at the same time. So we want to work on both. Meaning if you had a C-section, it does not mean you get a free pass out of pelvic floor physical therapy. If anything, you need it more than any of us. Okay. You and our grade three and grade four vaginal birthing tears. We need them all. 
And then another symptom that can happen is that lower abdominal bloating that I talked about because of restriction in tissue, this lower abdominal bloating, or what I would like, my theory is this lymphatic flow is not happening as well as we want it to. So we can get some bloating underneath that scar. It kind of pooches out around what people would call their shelf. And we've got to loosen up that scar tissue to create space for lymphatic movement and space for just tissue overall to work better as a whole. And that scar tissue is weakened tissue. That tissue also because the nerves have been cut and we've had such amount of stuff happening with those seven layers being cut, we've got to tap into it more. So a lot of my C-section moms, like we've got to calm down that nervous system pretty early on. We've got to continue to do that. We've got to do a little bit of scar tissue every day. A little bit goes a long way, but then we also got to, after we work on that scar tissue, after we work on that tissue mobility, we've got to add in the strengthening of the abdominal tissues, the lower abs. And I feel like women will say they have a lower pooch or lower abdominal region. And I get bashed on the internet talking about the lower pooch, but y'all, it's a real thing. If you've had a C-section, the abs just don't wake up like they do for other women. You've got to really hone in and you've got to do the exercises more often than not to get the brain to connect with the abs down there. Okay. If this is something you're wanting more information on, I'm going to be doing a webinar, free webinar for my C-section moms. So make sure that you click the link below, sign up for that because that's coming up. And we're going to go through this more in detail. What exercises do I have my patients do? What exercises and stretches and mobility work and scar tissue work? And what little tips and tricks can we do as C-section moms to help amplify the strength and stability of our core? This is for you all. Okay. Again, favorite month of the year, April for Cesarean Awareness Month. And I want to give that back to y'all. So please sign up. If you can share this with a friend, another C-section mom, get them to sign up because that would be great. It's helping them out. And if you can like and subscribe to the show, that helps so much. Thank you all for listening in. Happy Cesarean Awareness Month and looking forward to seeing you all on the call in a few weeks. Take care. Hey, Pelvic Posse. I want to thank you so much for joining into this week's episode of the Empower Your Pelvis podcast. Can I ask you a couple of favors, please? Number one, can you like and subscribe to this podcast so that you can continue to empower your pelvis forever so that you will never miss out? Number two, can you leave us a rating and a review telling them how amazing we are and everything that you have learned about your pelvic health? And then number three, if you haven't seen the video version of this podcast, you can go over to youtube.com forward slash C forward slash empower your pelvis for all your visual learners out there. We have all types of great visuals in there for you to not only listen to, but to also watch. Thank you so much again, and make sure to give your pelvis some love. Until next time, peace out, pelvic posse.